That was probably a, a huge part of this year was, yeah, working through that decision to actually go, do I choose professional career and park humans of ag and bury it? Or do I choose humans of ag? And that came down to many conversations with lots of people. Welcome to the final episode of Humans of Agriculture for 2022. For this special edition episode, Naomi and I, Maya, got to ask Ollie all about the year that was. We recorded from all around the country, Ollie in Barwon Heads or Kornu, which is the traditional lands of the Wadawurrung Bullock clan of the Wadawurrung people. Naomi was up in Warren, New South Wales, which is on the lands of the Wiradjuri Nation, and I'm on the traditional lands of the Eastern Kulin Nation, but I grew up on Jaja Wurrung country. We learnt a lot through this chat with Ollie and we hope you do too, so let's get straight to it. What are we calling it? The year in review. I reckon it's a year in review. 2022. You've got a bit of a rhyme there. That's nice. Yeah, it's real good. We'll <laughs> keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys can run with it. I think, I guess all I will say is that the benefits of having a few other people in the team is that we can actually chat. You guys have sat on the side of being followers, maybe, um, and listeners. But now you're actually inside. And so we can actually chat to what the year's been like. And I was writing a bit of a list before. And we've gone from kind of having the podcast, probably haven't done as much written stuff as what I'd like to have. Um, But we've done a few videos, which has been cool. So I'm in your hands. You guys are running this show. All right. Well, Naomi, I might kick it off just because I feel like mine's like the one he usually kind of starts with. What do you reckon? Sounds good. Copy what he does. Yeah. So, Ollie, (laughs) I feel like in your interviews, you do a really good job of asking people like how they are and having them answer like really genuinely. So, Ollie, how are you? (laughs) And answering honestly. Uh, Right now, I finished the move today, um, which has been so, it's been a big week and I'm going well. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to head to WA for the week before Christmas, get one final project um, done and recorded, but I'm absolutely ready for a break as well because yeah, I was trying to look this week and it's nearly been um, in a different state or on a plane or something every week for nearly seven months, which is a bit silly. Nuts. I actually don't know. Someone asked me, uh, what what do I think a carbon footprint would be? And so I said, not very good. Um, but on that, I've actually a few months ago teed up a conversation for in January where I actually want to find out how do you even start on this carbon journey of where a business, even as small as ours, <laughs> is at. Yeah. Not very it's good at the moment. Fair. But no, right. long way of answering, I'm going well. How are you? I'm attacked by a bug, but I'm good. <laughs> 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 um go on Naomi how are you be honest me me sorry I thought that was for you I'm well I'm doing very well I feel like we've been smashing some stuff out it's been great it's been a big three weeks it feels like it's longer than three weeks it's cool how much we're getting through already yeah it's been a very fast and lot three weeks that's all <laughs> <laughs> you're both ready for holidays as well four weeks yeah, on, two three weeks, weeks yeah, most of like, we're ready. oh my god <laughs> the modern workplace 
Exactly. Well, Ollie, uh, with this job, you get to talk to a lot of people um, about doing a lot of different things with their life. Do you ever think like, gosh, I was, I wish I was doing that? And like what particular careers, jobs, people um, would you connect that to, like with the stories that you've had this year? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, there's some which are just completely... <laughs> some which are just completely out of reach. I reckon Campbell Costello, when I met him in Batuta, who just flies around as an outback vet, um, I reckon that's a pretty sick gig. But one, I can't fly a plane. Two, I'm not smart enough to be a vet. And three, I'm not sure how I'd go uh, on my own that much. So, yeah. You've really I... thought that out. You've considered it. Oh, his was cool. I actually think it's probably, it is, it's such a unique spot. And I always think that if it will, but if humans of ag didn't work out of through the videos and through the podcast, you actually get the chance to interview people. So when I'm chatting to whoever, like there's always an intention of what do I want to find out from them to that can benefit me. And it could be as simple as I want to know, try and get a bit of an understanding of what that workplace culture or vision is like through that person. And so that I'll take that angle. And so <laughs> So I'm approaching it like a reverse job interview every time. <laughs> nice. I often think about that. I'm like, you learn so much about their life and their job that it's makes it very tempting every time when you listen to it. Yeah. And I, like, I think we, we probably like, you, well, when people talk about it, you get the best sides of it, but then it's also about balancing that how do you also not focus in on the negative or kind of downsides of it because that's just as easy to create a story from but on that like I think for me one thing I've learned through the different businesses and people I've worked for is um I really want to know about like the a business's why like I everything else kind of happens but for me I want that like emotional understanding but then I also want to understand the people like who I'd be working for and so I think like even that project we we're doing just the other week with um, the regional industry engagement program, like that was so cool in the sense of we worked with the school kids, found out what their questions were. In essence, they're probably actually pretty similar questions to what we'd ask if we were looking to work in these places. But you get to find out who's the person I'm reporting to, who are the people in my team and why would I want to come here? Well, that's pretty cool. Mm. No, very cool. What were some of the most exciting and surprising things that happened? Like that's to do with partnerships and travel. Like what were some of the things that came out of 2022 that you were like, couldn't have imagined at the start of the year? Or were you completely prepared and you were like, wow, 2022 is going to be the biggest year ever? Mm, yeah, I'm very organised. Everything is written in an Excel document for what I want to achieve on what day. No. Um, God, no, very different year to what I expected. I think like, oh, well, where I was this time last year was in a very interesting spot in terms of I like, I guess I didn't have confidence in the job I was doing um, at my previous work. And I was pretty open with my bosses about that. And the challenge was that humans of ag was growing in the lead up to this year and not like in a big way, but it was starting to get a little bit of traction and I'd jump on a work call and people would be like, Oh, humans of ag's going really well. And I'd be sitting there like in my day job being like, can we not talk about it? Like I'd just try as quick as I could move the conversation away from anything to do with humans of ag. Cause I genuinely felt guilty about what it was like um, 
yeah, in the work context, because I just lost confidence in what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was getting momentum, but on the flip side, this passion project thing was growing. So that was probably a, a huge part of this year was, um, yeah, working through that decision to actually go, do I choose professional career and park humans vag and bury it? Or do I choose humans vag? And that came down to many conversations with lots of people. Um, it was absolutely no way a simple decision. It was probably like a four or five month decision in the end. Um, best thing that came out of it was what I learned through just having some really honest conversations with, um, Angus and Greg, my bosses at auctions plus, I think that was huge. And that taught me a lot of, well, just literally that the honest conversations are the hardest. Um, but then fast forwarding to the rest of the year. So we were fortunate to win that, the contract with GRDC to do some work for them and create their own podcast series. And that came at a decision point of, well, does humans vag become its standalone thing that I just pursue full time? Or is there a way that I can bring this into like another business? Do I work part-time, whatever? But I was like, no, nah. um, a little bit psychologically. Um, I was 30 in May and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be working for myself by the time I'm 30 and I don't want to have like a fallback. I want to go all in and commit to it and find out as quickly as I can, is this thing going to work or not? And so that was what I did. Uh, and so I made the decision kind of at the beginning of April that I was, I'd leave full-time work. Um, a week before my 30th birthday. So gave them a, a little bit of time and gave me a little bit of time to sort it out. And then from that started to pick up, I, f I guess, a little bit of momentum, which has been in interrupted at different times throughout the year of the leadership program, a family holiday, like, and the best parts of this year have been that freedom, which has created like the spontaneous Friday night decision to book a return flight from Darwin and hop in the car on Monday morning with Munro and drive up there was incredible. And then, yeah, everything from the videos that we've done so far, it feels like we've done a lot more than what we have. Uh, we're, by the end of the year, we will have actually only done like, what, four or five videos. So it's not actually heaps. Um, but our partnerships is really cool and the businesses that, are, that we're talking to. And I think where humans of agriculture can go and with you guys on board now is I think next year will be pretty exciting definitely no it's great to hear you speak so honestly about your journey in the span of 12 months like it's pretty nuts so I think everyone will be just as inspired listening to you as they are like listening to your interviewees which I think is so awesome Thank you. Also, I knew you were old, but I didn't know you were there. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, Naomi. <laughs> on. That is a new 20. You guys, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> no, it was oh, so dear. funny. So many little psychological things that, I don't know, in the scheme of things, they actually don't mean anything. But at the same time, they do. Because I think so mm -hmm. much of this has been, the thing I didn't touch on is like the, I'll say on the mindset side, which is something I, yeah, like it literally is so interesting that one minute it's euphoria and then like the next week it's like, holy shit, where are we looking at? Like um, financially, like now it's a little bit different, um, but it's still definitely there. And it's amazing how quickly like it's, you're, you're chasing partnerships and you've got like that adrenaline and you just like keep smashing out. I actually don't even know 
I've been lucky to have Alice at the start of the year helping part-time and then Cam for a bit and then you guys full-time. But I actually don't know how we've produced as much content as what we have. <laughs> it's um insane. But on that, yeah, partnerships, you're like chasing and you're winning and then you feel like you're winning and then things just get like taken out of your arms and it's like, okay, wow, I've thrown every egg in this basket and it can change so quickly week to week. So it's a, it's a heck of a ride, but I wouldn't change it. Well, I guess kind of this flows in, but off the back of that, like um, you do have conversations like around mental health and you've had one about alcoholism and hard times um, and even like your more business focused podcasts do or like stories do like you always cover the side of like what drives you or um, you know what parts did you find tough or things like that why do you think that's so important in the stories you're telling especially in this ag space like why is that something that's really important to you and I guess your listeners oh I think I think it's like just what makes you human really like everyone I'm so careful when I say the word everyone or we, but like people can relate because whether you're the CEO of some big business or you're starting off in your career and you're thinking, how do I front up or like, I'm not qualified to get this job or whatever it is. Like, it's amazing. Like, so say the confidence piece and that self-talk, how many people you look at and you think, wow, that person has got their shit together so well. And then actually whether they've been in, their working career and they're running companies of 100, 200 people. And they're like, mate, I'm still literally just working out day to day. And all it is, is I like, so Angus Street's conversation the other day and chatting to him. And I think, well, in the podcast, I asked him the question of that whole fake it till you make it piece. Cause that's something which I really struggle with like that. I think it's being disingenuous if you, that whole fake it piece, cause in my head, faking it is actually lying. Whereas if it's not, it's actually just turning up with confidence and like conviction to do something. Um, so yeah, like I think there's so, there's so many things which whether you're in agriculture or not, and I actually think our podcast could be so relatable to so many people outside of our sector. It's just that we happen to be talking to people in ag, which is really cool. But um, the themes of everything that kind of, yeah, people can relate to run the same. And there's so much more, whether you're in ag or not in ag or in beef farming or in an office job that you have in common and that you probably have different. So in terms of the the other conversations, mental health, um, yeah, we've got huge issues in rural Australia around mental health and particularly around men's suicide. I think the latest stats were like men in rural Australia are three times more likely than those in the general population uh, to, to commit suicide. But I, what a fact I learned this year, which blew me away was that for every successful suicide, there's 30 attempts and that's nuts. Like when you think of the people who are around you and suicides, definitely in my earlier twenties, um, been something which showed up in friendship groups, in family circles, in rural settings and that side of things, like you just have to talk about it. And the only way to do that is to, I think, get curious and have those conversations and do it in a way, which is um, making sure that you're listening to the answers and, and not trying to be the, the psychologist, but just actually just get the sense check. So, um, and then the alcohol, like the, the alcohol side, like it, it, 
I think it's just so many of these questions, which I'm trying to work out for myself. Like I absolutely enjoy beer probably as much as the next person, but there is this piece where our social lives are built around alcohol. I saw it hugely when I was living in Sydney. It was like, okay, let's go do something social and let's go, let's go to the pub and do something as opposed to um, even like just out of Geelong here. Like I was down here a few weeks ago and like, let's go and catch up and catching up was going and playing tennis. Like it's, it's worlds apart depending on the friendship group and what the priorities are of the people around you. And yeah, like I think about it so much in terms of if we're to have events, how do you have an event where people are turning up and it's not the first thing you get greeted with is a beer in your face. And it's such a challenge in, in the sector we work in because people love a drink and they socialize over a drink and we don't want to cut that out. But at the same time too, you want to create an environment that's inclusive. So if we're to start to have events next year, how do you manage it where, okay, cool. There's going to be grog and people are turning up, but people who are recovering alcoholics or um, who have their own challenges with alcohol can turn up and feel just as included as those who are the drinkers. And so I think, yeah, those bigger conversations, it's just as much about me trying to just work through my own curiosities than any other bigger motive or anything like that. And I guess kind of on that, like a lot of those conversations would be quite emotional because you are going deeper with that person and maybe they have talked about it before or maybe this is kind of the first time that they're working through those feelings. So like were there chats where you came away from them and you just needed to like maybe call someone or like have a chat with someone else and just connect in a different way. Or maybe you came away from the conversation being like, that was pretty heavy. And then you needed to decompress in some kind of way. Like, how do you deal with that kind of give and take in that situation? Yeah, probably not very well. Um, I don't know. I've got a few like good mates around me who I talk to about this stuff pretty openly. It, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely something I I want to think of how I do it better like next year and things. Cause some of the, some of the conversations we do have, like, as you're saying, my are pretty, pretty heavy and confronting. And is it, to be honest, I actually think what I do is I just get so busy in terms of record, edit, mm. create content, release yeah. content that I'm in this perpetual cycle. So like I'm in the moment and with the person, but then as soon as that conversation's done, it's like, I think I keep reflecting back to it over a period of time, but I don't think I, yeah, probably sit there and go. And, and I was thinking about this even like in our intros, like is it something which I need to start to do? Is it actually well, what are three things I learned from this conversation? And is that the introduction to our future episodes? And that's all it needs to be kind of thing to make sure that one, I'm having the conversation and being present with that person, but then to actually going and reflecting on it to think of what have I learned? What did they teach me? Mm. The imperfects do it really well. How they mm. go away for a day and then they come back and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I thought about last night. <laughs> this is what yeah, I went and totally. chatted to a mate about or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Hey, it's Nick here, sheep farmer and Rabobank Regional Client Council member. I'm passionate about supporting our local community so we can improve community well-being and build strong local economies. My job as a client council member is to help secure funding for regional grassroots initiatives. Those that support education in ag, rural health, sustainability, and help bridge the country-city divide. 
We've helped organisations like Boys to the Bush, funded school field days like Ag Vision, and held succession planning workshops, just to name a few. If you have an idea to make a difference to regional Australia, go to our website at www.rabobank.com.au and nominate via our community fund. We'd love to hear from you. Holy. Um, when you are looking for people to interview or to get their story, what are you looking for? Like, um, I think, like, obviously you're within ag, but there's so many, like, it's such a broad broad range of people within that. Like, what are you looking for there? Well, it just doesn't matter. No, it does. It definitely <laughs> does. I think connection is probably the main thing that I look for. Um, like a connection with you? Or like- literally just someone who I think I can connect to is probably like the main one, whether I know much about them or have like an existing relationship with them or anything isn't overly important. It's whether I think that we can have kind of a good chat. That's probably the main one, but I actually think it's probably a huge blind spot too, where like I'm led by my own interests and my own biases in that same breath. So it's like, it's great because it's personal interests, but also too, where are all these other people across agriculture from rural Australia that we're missing because I'm going down the path. And I, I, uh, on the weekend was chatting to a bloke who was an old, like retired stock agent and, um, in the t- town where dad lives and he's like an ex military person went off to war and I was like, wow, like here's the story, which, and I was like, in my head, I was like leading into Anzac day or something next year. Here's someone who we need to chat to. And, there must be, there's so many of those everyday heroes, community people that would, yeah, I think I'd love to hear from as well as, yeah, so many more people. It's just an ever evolving list, I think. And interestingly, like if you look at our stats, yes, people with profile do well, but actually like our most listened to are your everyday people. And I think that's something which people connect with that person who's who could be tom down the road or grace from out at yannick and people yeah connect to that person find the relatability and obviously share it with friends as well which is pretty cool yeah like i when i listened to grace's episode it was so obviously so different to the life i'd had but there were still ways that i kind of found myself feeling quite emotional or being like, yeah, I can kind of relate to that in a different context, but similar kind of feelings. Maybe what was a podcast this year or like a a conversation that you had that you just felt like you related to like a lot, or maybe what was one that contrasted so completely to your life that like, what was the most relatable and then the least relatable conversations you had this year? Hmm. Most relatable talking about rugby with Ned Hannigan and professional sport. No. Nice. <laughs> nice, of course. Because <laughs> we're following similar careers. No. I like Ned's in the sense of he, I'm so fascinated by that high performance culture. And I'd heard through the grapevine, because I've even probably lower than an amateur sports person, whatever that is, beginner. Uh, but like just how it changes from being the strongest, fittest person to actually the role that mindset plays in it. And I think that's something which crosses over anything. So I, I love my chat with Ned. That was a bit of fun. Like there was a little 
there was a a run of people there in June, July, which was just fascinating. I think like we had so a mentor who was the first person who gave me a real cracking ag, Dave Kenny Month. So that was a pretty special one to have because he's now actually retired. So that was cool. Then off the back of that, James Knight, the same day I spoke with James, spoke with Anna Spear. So that was awesome. James's was completely unscripted. And I found out a whole new side to James that I'd never knew of, um, which is incredible. Anna's just so cool and just setting the world on fire. Uh, and then, yeah, different areas like the um, great rap guys as well, Julia and Geordie. And what they're doing, like, it's so different, but like they're my age-ish and like they're creating a product which can, will solve a, a global challenge around plastics. They're probably, they're probably the ones I loved. And then I think through that, naturally you get ones which you just don't necessarily feel that connection to the person or sometimes feel that people may be guarded potentially. But I don't think I've had too many like that. I think it's, I think across the board, we've got a pretty high caliber type of people. And I think we're probably really setting it up, probably holds us back in some aspects, but we don't talk to themes and businesses. We talk to the person and we allow the themes and businesses to come in off the back of that person. But yeah, if we just wanted to go and talk about ag tech or succession or finance or whatever it was, you could talk to a business about it but god it could be pretty dry i reckon <laughs> and scripted which doesn't sound a lot of fun so does that answer your question yeah i reckon <laughs> Trying Just to off that, like how do you go you know you were saying that you did um was it james and anna in the same day how do you find that mentally i guess like um you know being so like you have to give them your um uh, like your time and your energy and like your whole thoughts and things like that. How do you go? Like, do you not get tired when you're doing that? Or is it just, you're just a people person and you just get energy from that? Oh, I'm a people person, but it definitely, like it, it's a lot of concentration because I think like, and that's why I started the podcast as well, was that I wanted to work on my listening and become a better listener of people. And um, one thing that I got picked up from, in the leadership program was by a mate and uh, it was earlier this year and it, we're walking along doing a, having a, having a chat off the back of one of the sessions. And he, he was like, Ollie, you're not listening to me. No, he said like, you're not hearing me. And I was like, I can tell you everything you just said, Sully. And he was like, yeah, but that's not actually hearing you're You're just listening and regurgitating. And he was like, he picked it up in how I was like walking. And so like, it's funny one moment, and what I try and do in my job is be a good listener, better listener. But like when it comes to having a chat with someone, I try and I'm definitely not, not as good as what I could be at it, but to be present and actively listening in that conversation and trying to pull myself back. Cause as a creative thinker, it's so easy to go like, Oh, they started talking about that and run off into far away. Whereas if we're, yeah, I work really hard to try and stay in that conversation, listen to the person. And I also think that comes from trying not to over-prepare the questions. So set up a couple of themes, do as much reading as I can or listening to other podcasts with that person. Um, but to be honest, it's probably been 
something which I've struggled with in the back half of the year and some of the conversations, like it, I think it's just a prolonged exhaustion now, which comes in. And fortunately, some of our podcasts we're going to do over this final week of the year have actually pushed back to next year because I actually don't know if I've got the brain capacity to do it at the moment. Yeah. Really needing that holiday. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, yeah, I know so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, we've done 51 podcasts on our platform. We've got an- done another 25 for other people for work we've done. So that's, what's that, 76 podcasts just there. Then we've got the In The Know. What have we done? Five there. So that's 80-something podcasts and four full-length videos. Yeah, it's nuts. A lot of talking. So what are you going to do in your holiday? <laughs> Probably hopefully nothing. No, I got a couple of books. I bought the Ash Barty book the other morning. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned Ash Barty because I reckon in almost every episode I've listened to over the past couple of days, I don't know why I was cramming. I was cramming for this um, end-of-year podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned Ben Crow, Ash Barty's coach in like pretty much every combo, which is like just amazing. He obviously. Well, I feel like if I do that enough. On you. I feel like if oh. I do it, he might. And you can interview him. <laughs> I've reached out to them on Instagram. I reckon it's, it's fascinating that mindset piece. Mm. Cause I, I think that elite athlete and well, his philosophy of separating who you are from what you do. It's like, yeah, there's mm. like passion in what people do in agriculture, hundred percent, undoubtedly, but people tie their whole being to, I'm a farmer and this is what I do. And it's like, nah, yeah, there's something else there. Mm. I think that's the powerful thing, but it also means that's where you become like a high performer when you can separate and nearly like compartmentalize that that's what I do. Um, but it's not actually who I am. Mm. That's something I'd love to explore more. Do you want to do your final one, Naomi? I reckon we're getting close to wrap up time. It's time for the last <laughs> question. You're sick of it. No, no, um, it's just time. This just feels like a good time. <laughs> okay, so this is a bit of a twist on a question that you've asked many times, Ollie. Oh, um, recently you had the opportunity to talk to school kids or you 10 students about careers in ag. Uh, what did you learn from talking with them? Jeez. Good one, isn't it? That's a great question. Um, learned a lot about trucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and big sooty tractors, was it? Yeah. Well, I think, well... What I learned from those, the kids that we met with was just how like connected they are to regional Australia. And I was pretty surprised, but none of them really have any intention of moving to the city to pursue opportunities. And that there was a handful that was, were keen on like further studies, but then lots of them as well, who were keen on getting practical. And I think what I learned from that, but also the piece of work is that in ag, we focus a lot. Well, we focus a lot of our conversations around success is around your level of education and getting further studies beyond school. But like the there's so many roles that need people who are hands-on skilled, but also young and able. And so 
your parts technicians, your flour millers, your bunker technicians, like all the different people that are working in different aspects of ag. We need, we need everyone. We don't just need this type of person that's university educated. So what I learned from them was just, we've got lots of people who grow up in the regions that want to stay in the regions. And so how do we tap into what it is that they love about it and show this to more people as well? Okay. So no, for, for you two, and I'll think as well on the spot, what's something from 2022 that you're going to keep? What's something from 2022 that you want to grow? And what's something that you're going to let go of as we move into next year? That's hard. <laughs> let me just jot down some notes. So it's half fun, isn't it? Um, I think it's the keep that I'm struggling with, like what I'm keeping from this year. Ooh. Ouch. Not that it's been like a terrible year. Maybe I'll keep my job if possible. We'll see about that. <laughs> what about mindset or something like that? Overcame a pretty significant injury yeah I mean yeah true I'd say like keep keep my positive attitude I know that sounds a bit wankerish but um yeah like being able to be like yep no things will get better things will be right even when it keeps getting worse <laughs> not wankerish <laughs> at all not even slightly no, it's the key to life the positive attitude mm. mm-hmm to success okay what are you gonna let go of um i think i'm gonna let go of like pressure to be what other people expect me to be maybe like i think i've always like you know thought like that oh so many people say to me things like oh yeah you'd be really good at this or you should do this or this is where i see you going and for a lot of time and like especially with my injury because i was out for a fair chunk of the year I had so much time to think and I'm like well what am I going to do what like what do people want me to do and also like what do I want to do so I think yeah let go of just being like of, of let go of trying to do what other people want me to be maybe or do expectation mm-hmm. and what are you going to grow oh, see that's a tough a tough one um I think maybe my, my, how did I get first when May was like ticking it all off? Um, I would say maybe my, like, again, this year I've spent a lot of time alone and I almost need to like retrain my brain to um, be with people and be in conversations. Like I love people, but I'm so used to like just sitting in my own brain and thinking that sometimes I think I, um, forget to be as engaged maybe I don't know so I need to practice that mm. but yeah not a bad spot to do that than working with our community exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Maya my let go was so similar like I literally have the word pressure written down, like just that kind of pressure, maybe like internal and external. It's kind of like that letting go of that. And then kind of on the same wavelength as like 
that fake it till you make it kind of like letting go of some of that like you actually don't have to (laughs) a lot of the time like just letting myself be like I don't feel good and I don't feel like faking it right now and I should just be honest and and then my keep I think is kind of like keep that excitement and that kind of energy and that curiosity that I have around this job like I think this year 2022 has just been like such a weird kind of last year of uni like going through the motions and so like to have a job where I feel very excited and energized a lot of the time by a lot of the stuff that I get to do I just want to keep that and I just want to like move into next year with that and then on that to grow is like that having a go and like backing myself so I feel like I'm slotting in I'm having a bit of a go but I can definitely grow that and like have a bigger go and believe that it's possible nice Mm. no it's a fun activity I loved that. <laughs> Maybe you need to do that well, in that your mental well. health Monday hour. Man. Yes, just yeah, for the hour. Out Definitely. of every week. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my, I came up with like my mantra this year. I wrote on my windscreen. Um, what? <laughs> to January. On your windscreen? <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time in my car. Um, was to back myself and see what's possible. And I think that was like, instead of having a million goals, it was like, that's just do that. So that's my keep. I want to keep doing that. I think that is so important though, because I feel like we often do rely on other people to, like you wait for other people to be like, yep, and push you up, if that makes sense. Yeah. We'll go, let go of negative Mm self-talk. Dangerous one, that little dude that sits on my shoulder. Uh, And then I want to go my like fitness and mental health. So I'd just say like well-being. I reckon is what I want to grow because it's easy to let go of. <laughs> so, well, thanks for this. This was fun. Yay. Turned out all glad because you were nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know what direction it's going to go in. So, cool. We're done. That then leads us to we're shutting down. Two weeks. Maybe a quick little wrap is just a big thank you to all the businesses that and organizations and people, whether it's sharing their story or yeah, taking the time to provide business advice, life advice, and our partners. Cause I think that's a, it's a huge thing, which I've learned this year is the key to sustainability is, uh, is being economical and making money because that is the only way that you can then create the options off the back of it. So we've been very fortunate to have some amazing businesses so far that we've worked with and we'll continue to work with and hopefully even more next year. So it'll be very interesting to see where we sit on the 16th of December next year and who we've worked with. Definitely. Well, let's shut it down. Thanks guys. (laughs) Thank you. I'll stop recording. Thank you for listening to this final episode of 2022 and thanks for listening throughout the whole year. Every listen counts and we do genuinely appreciate you following along, listening along and just coming along on this journey. We've got big things planned, so we're going to head on a bit of a break until January 9th. So happy new year. Enjoy your holidays and we will chat with you soon.